The movies are back, baby, and if you're looking for a weekly podcast to keep up with all the new releases and all the hottest news and rumors coming out of Hollywood, check out Movies Baby with Five Wise. Is Emma Stone on track for greatest actress of all time? What's the best Godzilla movie of all? What's up with John Cena? Love Lies Bleeding? We'll take more where that came from. What movie should have won Best Picture at this year's Oscars? Hint the name of two months and they ain't close together those are just some of the topics we've discussed on recent episodes of movies baby every week on movies baby forever dog co-founders and lifelong movie fanatics brett and joe break down the hottest movie news review the latest releases shout out forgotten classics and prophesy the future of hollywood you can listen to movies baby wherever you get podcasts and you can watch movies baby live every thursday night on YouTube at Movies Baby with five wives. Movies Baby! Forever! Dog! Welcome back! Welcome back for another steaming! steaming. Scalding serving of hot gods. (laughs) This, of course, is our weekly chat show where we talk about events in our lives, lives. issues in politics, Politics. and take a deep Deep dive dive into the DMs. So let's get into some hot Hot gods. With, and this is a very special episode, and we're very grateful that you're here because we have very special guests on the pod today. Mm-hmm. We have Bob the Drag Queen and Monet Exchange from the Wowie nominated podcast Sibling Rivalry. Oh, <laughs> come through with nod. the Wowie nods. <laughs> Not the Wowie wow. nominated. That's so shady. That is so shady. <laughs> I'm excited to be a part, a part of Hot Goss, the show where we talk about how hot Ryan Gosling is for the whole Oh, time. my God. Okay, I have to say, I am not... At, the Notebook is literally my favorite movie of all time. I watch it every three months to remind myself what love really is. I do mm. not think that Ryan Gosling is hot at all. I heard, wow. I heard you found out what love is last night. Oh, wow. <laughs> I did, girl. Yeah! Well, this is uncomfortable, Monet, because they have a special guest. Ryan Gosling, don't come. Never mind. Monet's not interested. <laughs> Could yeah, you I would, imagine? You know what, Ryan? Oh, no, I mean, if I was, if, if I, I would absolutely sleep with Ryan, but I'm not like, ooh, he's so hot. POV, you're Ryan Gosling randomly listening to this podcast being like, what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> I, I'm not into him either, so I'm with you on that. Uh, but now that you live in L.A., you could run into him, Bob, at any point. Who, who, would he be your celebrity crush? You know, to be honest, if Ryan Gosling was delivering my Uber Eats, I wouldn't know who he was. I don't think I know what he looks like. <laughs> like I, just, yeah. I don't think I really, I don't think I've ever seen a Ryan Gosling movie besides The Notebook. Um, and I just don't know, I don't know, I, I get him mixed up with the guy who plays Deadpool all the time. Oh, Ryan Reynolds. Oh, um, Ryan okay, Reynolds. Yeah. There's. Simple, kind of. Okay, well, uh, Willem Alaska. Bob also thinks, who is it? He thinks that Sandra Julia Bullock Roberts and Julia Roberts look alike. Literally, who? not in uh, Julia Roberts and Sandra Bullock. On paper, they're both like, you know, tall white women with big mouths that you can see all their teeth when they smile. No, looking at them, though. But that's he like they everyone in Hollywood. I get them mixed up all the time. They're like Glenn Close and Meryl Streep, so I don't get them mixed up. But mm. Glenn Close and Meryl Streep are visually, they're, they're, they, they would use the same emoji. Right, that's T. I don't think I that don't Sandra agree. Bullock and Julia Roberts look that much alike. Like, Julia Roberts look, she has a very distinctive mouth. Like, her lips and her teeth are very distinctive. And Sandra Bullock, I, like, I'm a, I'm obsessed with her. She She's, um... I'm obsessed with her. But I don't think they look alike. But would the Memoji be the same? No. No, Sandra Bullock has, like, dark brown hair. Julia Roberts is, like, an auburn, like, redhead. So that would yeah, be, like, a, little a different Memoji. Trezor. <laughs> yeah, they're so different. They're, they're basically like Tom Hanks and um, Michael Clark Duncan in The Green Mile. They're, like, polar opposites, basically, at this point. <laughs> See, I always have a problem realizing that that's not Latrice. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> 
Because I thought she died at the end of the movie, but then 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 I saw her on Drag Race, and I was like, oh, cool, a revival. <laughs> revival. <laughs> so wait, say, Bob. Sorry. Sorry, no, go ahead. Monet, this is not sibling rivalry. Please let these two do their own podcast. This is this is not our podcast, Monet. You're embarrassing me. Thank you for coming on my show. That's, uh, Wendy Williams says that, right? Wendy oh, my oh, my God. Um, so, wait. Bobalina, you live in Los Angeles now. So, wait. Now New York is officially dead. Bob the Drag Queen left. New York is dead. And here's the gag. Y'all about to... Y'all about to y'all, everyone at home listening to this, Put this down in your motherfucking books on the day you heard this, okay? This was recorded on November the wet bay. What's today's day? 15th. The 15th. Monet Exchange is moving to LA. I pr- I, <gasps> I promise you, with every fiber of my being, I promise you, before 2022, Monet will live in this town. I want to see okay. the Hey, Wow. All right. I mean, there is the a only- lot of opportunity here. Um... And the the only thing that you can't do in LA that you can do in New York entertainment wise is Broadway. Do you know do you know where Monet wants to move to further her career? Where? Portland, Oregon. Okay. Oh really? You I'm could not, take over Portland, Portland in a second, bitch, but there's this tall boy <laughs> named Flawless Shade who used to be a go-go dancer up there with me that Girl, he got the oh, dick. Oh, flawless. Yeah, he's Oh, really? Beautiful. I want to say the oh, only beautiful. motivating factor to move to L.A. would be just to change up my grinder grid. Like, honestly, there's no other reason to move or change your address. Where Where do you live now? Where's your grinder now? I'm in um, Harlem. Uh, well, you might... Be, I mean, I always like to go to places where I'll be a higher number once I get there. Like, in Portland, I'm like a nine. In L.A., I'm like a six and a half, seven. Wait, your dick changes size from city to city? <laughs> <laughs> no, Alaska. <laughs> so, Monet, I w- need to ask you about this because I've seen the like I've seen the flyer. I saw that Courtney was you guys were doing press for trying to it. put on all that makeup. Did you see how much makeup she had on? Mo- <laughs> right, of course. She's like, I'm Monet- in the 80s now. Right. Monet is currently in London because you are debuting in the West End in a new show called Death Drop with Courtney Act. Oh my gosh. This is a huge deal. The West End Girls. West End Girls. How is it going? Well, you know, love. So um, I've been here for about a week and I've been on quarantining. (laughs) Um, Madonna, and, is that well, you? you know, I, I'm not trying. It just it just comes out of me so so organically. <laughs> and um, so I've been here, and we uh, we start rehearsals tomorrow. Actually, and no, uh, we start rehearsals tomorrow. Are you tomorrow. off book? Oh uh, no, I'm not off book. But that's the thing about trying to like memorize lines. If you're not like like some of it, so so much of it happens like with like blocking and stuff for me. But I, I've been mm-hmm. trying to memorize it, but it's so hard to do it if you don't have scene partners and yada yada yada. So I we'll bet Courtney's off tomorrow. book. Oh wow, that's literally uh, that's literally not true. We literally spoke. You, you, you're it. assuming Courtney. How do you know Courtney's off book? How do you know that? We literally been. T- we been. I'm not. Anyway, moving on. This this is not your podcast, bitch. This so is you're saying Courtney's not professional. Oh, so you're dear. so you're saying Courtney's not professional. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, um, and so the show is set to open on December fourth. If y'all learn your lines. Quarantine, <laughs> quarantine ends on December second, and everyone here in London is pretty much they're like, yeah, um, well, it's like fifty fifty. You talk to some people, and they're like, girl, if they think we're opening up on December second, they are crazy. It's gonna extend because it's only gonna get worse with the pandemic. And the other half of people are like they cannot oh. possibly extend it past that time because we need to we need it to open back up. But I, you look around in London, y'all, and I don't know about LA, but in New York, I would say ninety percent of people have masks on. Like they have their mask on. Like they don't. Yeah. Every, outside walking around, inside they have it on. In London, it is about twenty five percent. Twenty percent of people have masks on. They people are just walking around outside with it's no just... face covering, no mask. Never like, heard of a mask. Problem. Don't know what a mask is. Never seen one before. Not interested. Wow. Yeah, it's very uh, interesting that they don't wear them here. So we'll see, girl. But um, hopefully everything goes well. 
Well, I hope it doesn't get worse, but I saw Courtney on Neighbors and the acting, I don't know. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, hate it, bitch. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I dare you to walk in and just start sharing drinks with everybody, money. Uh, well, no. the production, they're like, they're like, have they, there are all these COVID protocols. We have a rehearsal and there's testing. Like, they're being really, really, really diligent about keeping everyone safe and doing it all safely. But um, London at large, the city of London is not uh, a mask wearing city like that. And well, it's not honestly, learning your lines. Is that a part of the COVID safety oh, things wow. too? Is that a, oh, my God. Are you, are you social distancing you from your. How about from your you script? Have you been social distancing from your script? My fucking dick on your forehead. How about that? Oh wow! Instead of those bangs, or in addition <laughs> to? <laughs> I will. Los Angeles. It, I feel like is really a little bit loosey goosey. Like when I go and walk somewhere in Hollywood, I it would not be ninety percent of people with masks on. It would be like. Fifty percent of people have masks. Really, on. in LA? Yeah, walking in, on the in boulevard near Hollywood yeah. Boulevard, near where my spot is. Like, I see people. Friday night, it was just like me and quarantine boo hanging out. Saturday night, quarantine boo and me, and we went down Hollywood Boulevard each time. And the 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 spots that are open, there's lines outside. They're popping. The people walk. A lot of people walking, no masks. But once they get in a spot with people, I see masks. But like, there's tons yeah. of people out here that just don't want to wear it. And I mean. It's it's. I if guess y'all see like the governor that- of New Jersey. This reporter was like, "What do you say to people who are like, it's just really inconvenient. It's uncomfortable. Uh, I don't like wearing a mask." And he goes, "You know what else is uncomfortable? When you die." And I was like, oh, "Damn!" Wait, Chris Christie said that? <laughs> no, the governor. No, Chris Christie's not the governor of New Jersey. Oh, good. Yes, I don't like is. him. Chris, he's not. Christie's not the governor of New Jersey. He was the governor of New Jersey. Oh. What happened? Right. Did he ask some girls for casting photos? <laughs> Let me guess, oh. you believe Willem again over me? Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. See, uh, we're bringing it to you. We're bringing the sibling <laughs> rivalry to Hot Goss. This is what you tune in for. This, this is the sparks and the sizzle. Alaska's Why don't about we... to spill the tea, literally. I am literally. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. I'm shaking. Okay. Oh, wait. There's a rainbow spotlight. Oh, oh this is a great rainbow spotlight. He's my friend. He's written. He's written. He's written some songs for me. <laughs> Um, his name is John Duff. He has music out that's amazing. He loves the drag girls, the drags. John oh. Duff, like you fill up my senses, John Duff. No, that's that's um that's John D- John Duff. John, John Denver. Yeah, he's dead. Oh, John Denver. Oh. Yeah, you no, John, John Duff. Like senses. John Duff, who is no, this is Hillary Duff's brother. <laughs> oh, girl, she used to get real fold up, but she doesn't do that no more. But this oh, song. Dear. It's an amazing song called Give a Fuck, and it's by John Duff. Please give it a listen. Maybe I need to lower my inhibition. I'll admit it, I'm insisting on that hidden till consistent commitment. I give a fuck, but if I didn't, I'd give a fuck to you. If I'm anything, I'm honest, yeah, and honestly, I'm honest Like if you're a damn born again, voice and well, let's pretend I'd give a fuck Cause if I didn't, I'd give a fuck to you What I want is my touch, your touch all over Your touch, my touch, our clothes off Nobody needs to know what goes on Say I don't give a fuck, but I wanna I wanna give a fuck I wanna give all my fucks to you I want strings, I want rings I wanna do bad things to you So tell me that you give a fuck So we can get in love Give it, get it, can't get enough I wanna give a fuck So if you give a fuck I'm giving all my fucks to you I did you I name, acronym To what I think this episode is brought to you by who I almost nodded off because this Helix mattress is so comfortable. Helix Sleep! The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including the award winning Lux Collection, the newly released Helix Elite Collection, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and even a mattress made just for kids. I've had several many Helix mattresses for several many years now, and I love I them all. They're all my I've read the men's room wall. We have the midnight dusk. We have the uh, we have the one for uh, heavy sleepers, and that's also oh, good. Oh, they're if- all good. 
if you have slumber parties, if, uh, lots. Of, I love a Helix party. Uh, and we are the Helix girls. And we have been for such a long time that we know what works best for us and our bodies. But if you don't know, you could take a Helix sleep quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. They've got models with memory foam layers to provide optimal pressure relief if you sleep on your side. Also models with a more responsive foam to cradle your body for essential support in stomach and back sleeping positions. Ooh, plus enhanced cooling features to help you from overheating at night. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home, so that's why they offer a 100-night trial to try out your new Helix mattress and a 10- to 15-year warranty. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash Drag. Drag and use code HelixPartner20. This is their best offer yet, and it's not going to last long. It's so good, I'm going to say it again. That's HelixSleep.com slash drag. And use code HelixPartner20. With Helix, better sleep starts now. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small, and when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get those things off your chest. You're literally getting them out of you by speaking them and figuring out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. That's right. And I think, uh, and I've said this before, I think therapy is a very useful tool, whether you've been through something very traumatic or you're just trying to better yourself. Yeah, and if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. You don't have to leave your house. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Yeah, all the therapists have licenses. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash drag today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Drag. All right, welcome back. Now, we are here with Bob and Monet, and this, I don't know if you listen to the podcast. Um, but this segment is a segment where we talk about um, the, world, the world of politics. And the segment is called, <clears throat> and it's a sung segment. Okay. <clears throat> Let's, Let's get, get political, political, political. I want to get political. Let me see your policy. Is that also was was that a John Duff original? John Denver, actually, John Denver. Um, yeah, he's singing it from the grave. That's why it sounded like that. Also, by the way, John good Denver. luck with politics. Come on, they still thinks Chris Christie's the governor of New Jersey. So, so good, Girl. bitch. I know more about politics than you. We did our our, when our, they, our you, political broadcast. You, on, on, you on, still on, think Rudy Giuliani is the mayor of New York? <laughs> <laughs> on our political podcast, everyone was like, wow, well, they really knows a lot about this stuff. I'm like, yeah, I do. Yeah. I love how you pick up the mic to, so you can say it right into it. So the level of the the sound wave will be enormous. You're not happy unless you're getting glitter and gloss on that fucking mic, are you? You want it like a club microphone with fucking hepatitis and wet and wild lip gloss. Oh my god, have you ever done the thing where you, oh sorry, I did it again. Have oh you ever my done god. the thing where you're at a club and like you put the mic in your mouth and afterwards you're like, this was a horrible decision. That's over. I mean that I used to do that all the time, licking the mic, whatever. Now Courtney it's farted like, on it, remember? Right. That you is heard a it thing confirmed. Alaska's a super spreader. Confirmed. confirmed. That's, right. That's the headline on Gay Times. Alaska confirmed. <laughs> Pink News will pick it up too. Right. Pink super News. Spreader. All the all the big ones. All the huge ones. That is a thing of the past now. Like yeah. all that yeah. mic shit. Like fucking licking people's faces or whatever. Like Bitch, I I've been licking a mic all weekend. Hey, Mike. I bet. <laughs> um, <laughs> So this is a segment we call "Let's Get Political." There, there, there's a couple of things on here that I know I knew nothing about. Okay, what the thoughts on the Million MAGA March over the Girl, weekend? Okay, 
the million Megan Mosh. They had it in fucking DC. First of all, these these Fox News correspondents are so fucking dense. They're like online, like, look at these millions of people. Mama, if they were, I would say maybe about 50K. They're like literally nowhere okay. close to I'm not trying to defend. I'm not trying to defend anything, but I, I think it's more of a moniker. Like when you call it the night of a thousand shares, there's not really a thousand there. And like at the million man march, there weren't a million no, people at the million man no. march. They were they were comparing it to the women's march on Washington D.C., which literally had Millions. a million plus people. And they were like, "Oh, this is literally the same amount of people that were at the women's march last year." And it's literally just not true. Not even close well, to being true. Well, Fox has honestly, Fox had a, a moment in time where they actually could have redeemed themselves as a network, but they full on sold their souls to the devil this, uh, like after this election. There was a moment where they were like, they were reporting the real stuff. And then after a while, they, they started being like, you know what? Well, you know, we think it's fraud too. Can we talk about voter fraud? Here's the concept of voter fraud is this. Someone said this and it's brilliant. If Joe Biden could convince red states and blue states and over 75 million people to collectively get together and do anything, bitch, he needs to be the fucking president. If you can orchestrate voter fraud on b- between Georgia, Pennsylvania, fucking from sea to shining fucking sea, then bitch, that's the goddamn president we fucking need. It's also practically impossible. Right. And, yeah. What Bob was talking about for Fox, they almost turned the tide. They were going to have um, a sibling rivalry uh, television show on the network for to engage the black queer artists, but they decided not to. So Alaska, if you believe that I got some land I want to sell you in Florida, girl. So wait, how many people did show up to the Million MAGA March? Is it 50,000? They, oh. but uh, on, yeah, like 10,000. It was a girl. Less than drag con. Close. Less than drag con UK when they sold 11,000 tickets, but the capacity was 6,000. The less yeah. than that. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> but honestly, the, the, they may be small in numbers, but they're fucking scary because there's people yeah. out there like chanting to like let that kid go that went up to. Kenosha or wherever and then shot people the 17 year old Mm -hmm. I think his name's Kyle and they were like chanting for him to be let go like it was like well they've so girl they the 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 Republican Party has chosen to be amoral they have chosen to relinquish all of their morals and instead of supporting ideas and supporting concepts they have chosen to put all their faith into a person which is honestly the most fascist, Donald Trump follows the fascist handbook to a T. First of yeah. all, you tell everyone to believe that you can't, you have to convince your followers that you are the only valid source of information. You have to discredit yeah. every news source and make them believe that the only place they can find truth, I got it. the only place they can find truth is in you. And yeah. everything else is, you know, bullshit. And they, they fucking fell for it. Yeah. That's crazy. Your earrings are cute. You, you that's, that's so random. Thank you very much. Um, so how many people were at the million? Do you want to compliment my earrings, Willem? The connection. I, I have bad. those. I have the those earrings, Monet. Oh, girl, I, have I, have, those I literally exact have ones. a bag of those. Yeah, I have a bag of them. I just wear them all the time. You bought a whole I bag of those. Oh <laughs> yes. You have a- say, okay, I am. I am not a big dangly earring girl because when it gets tangled in your hair, you get it confused with so your annoying. balls. <laughs> I was like, you chose you, you have a bag of earrings and those are the ones you chose to put on your- <laughs> I would have put the bag on <laughs> I love how I also love how Mole you were like you know how like long earrings just tangle in your hair and you literally have on the pussy cat <laughs> she means her eyebrows they get tangled in her eyebrows I, this is the thing brows are longer than that wig is- bitch this is why, though, this is why, like, I'm so jealous that you can wear a pussycat wig because not everyone has mm-hmm. the feminine, no. like, ability to put on hair that is short and petite and look stunning, which you, that that's what... You do. That's who you are. Thank you are you. so sickening Thank and you. gorgeous that you can fucking wear short hair. I can... Not because no. I am a dog. I yes. am. Okay. I literally. 
This is just covering how fucking horrendous of a bone structure I actually have. Well, okay, that's enough Monet compliments. Do you guys want to say something nice about me now? <laughs> I told you I liked your earrings like ten minutes ago. <laughs> Let's go back and talk about the, the the talking about the million maga. March, March. <laughs> Oh my god! Okay, so I knew Bob was up to something because we were talking, and I saw Bob going like this. I was like, "He's about to do something. He's prepping a joke." I fucking knew it. I knew it. You want? If you want to see a joke, you could look up Alaska in that short hair that she was talking about. She, we did a turnabout night where all the AAA girls were each other, and after they saw Alaska, we got several requests for refunds. Oh my God. Because oh, here's a joke I told years ago that I don't even think y'all were even on stage for. My mom got shot uh, yeah. years ago, maybe like three years ago. My mom got shot, and I yes. had to go do a gig right afterwards. And no one laughed at this joke except me. But it was a AAA gig. I was there with the AAA girls. And then I walked out afterwards and I said, um, I think if my mom would have seen that performance, she would have shot herself in the face. But <laughs> <laughs> she lived, she lived. Um, so we have, uh, we have left politics. <laughs> well, right. Your politics, well, you were covering the election live. Um, I yes. happened to join in on it and I was worried as fuck that like we were gonna lose. Um, yeah. yeah. But we yeah. didn't. And you guys were keeping it cute and trying to keep it light all night. Um, do y'all have wigs on? Yeah. Good. Cause so- yeah, we're in full drag. I, sometimes you- I can't tell with you, Bob. Oh, my God. I was literally <laughs> wearing this. Oh, my God. What a monster. I was wearing <laughs> this same. Me and Monet are both in the same situation. Me and Monet are not actually with all of our drag right now. So if you've yeah. seen me and Monet. That's we probably, probably better I- for your career, Bob. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Wow. I hate it, bitch. <laughs> I've been wearing this wig to every gig for like the past month. I'm like, hi everyone. You could turn it around. <laughs> but she's cute. Turn the wigs around. Turn the wigs around. Okay, Willem, what is this button? Is that is that is that a uh, Latoya or Janet? Latoya's an enemy of the pod. We don't bring her here. This is um we don't Miss see her. Coco, Coco Montrese. Coco Montrese in the illusion of Janet Jackson. Because yes. during the holidays, oh, what's better than a little hot cocoa? Monet, yeah, what kind of question is that? What, what, at what point? Okay, th- this is. I feel like that's clearly Coco be doing an homage to Janet. At what point does Latoya ever do anything like that? Like Latoya ever well, did I a promo photo? But okay, first of all, the Jan- this is a recreation. This is a recreation of, of a Janet Jackson look, correct? Just like an exact replica. So you, so, so you, so yeah. what you're saying is you know it's not Latoya Jackson because you know it's a okay, recreation of a Janet Jackson. I knew that it didn't look like Janet. So I was like, oh, is this was this like Latoya doing like an homage to Janet? And Willem got it at some celebrity something, and he's yeah, because so everyone knows Latoya is known for her cosplay. Everyone knows that Latoya. <laughs> yeah. She looks like I would a sad bride. Like her a lot better. Yeah. Okay, wait, why is she an enemy of your pod? I want to know this juicy, this hot goss. There are a few reasons. That's hot goss. There are a few reasons why LaToya is an enemy of the pod. It's because LaToya was a a guest judge on season five um, of Drag Race, which I was on. And she was very unfair to me in her assessment. Hateful. Hateful and, and delirious. so we have deemed her a deep enemy of the party. Hate it, bitch. <laughs> Do you remember when RuPaul kept trying to kept trying to get her to say Ivy Winters? And she was like, Ivy Winters. <laughs> I was like, no. But no, but trust me, you once said like this. And she goes, I, I said, I'm I, Ivy Winters. And I was like, move on from the, I'll do anything for a bit, but this bit is dead. Let it go. They put it in the fucking special. That's crazy. Girl, can I tell you how many people from the Jackson family were famous? Like at least like five or 11 or something. If Joe Jackson didn't see it in you, if your own father, cut, cut, cut the cord, mama. What about Reeby? Justice for Reeby. Centipede. She was. She had. A, she had a song. Like she did something. Centipede. Latoya. POV. POV. Ryan Gosling and Latoya Jackson are listening to this podcast, being like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> I mean, Reby did raise Janet's love baby, didn't she? Oh my gosh. Oh my well, god. Will is that true? You know it is. You know she had a baby and she gave it away to one of her brothers and sisters. 
For sure. To the people at home listening, y'all don't see this. There's like, there's like, there's a clock counting down, and I feel like I have to say everything really fast before the, before right. the, the clock expires on me. Why it's at zero, and we're just keeping on going. Why don't we take a break, and we'll come right. We're going to find out about the love baby, uh, about LaToya's love baby, and we'll be right back. is a uh yeah dipper um muted his audio so his um his booking Struck photo picture. comes up yeah <laughs> stop stop oh, someone's oh. a little shy He's like i'm shaved I wanna now see. where is it i want to see oh wait oh, where did yes, it go dipper. oh yes yes um, well, this gal. is a segment. I don't know if I don't know if Bob and Monet. I don't know if you listen to the podcast. Um, we do. We does. Okay, great. Well, <laughs> well, this is a, a segment where we go spelunking, deep inside the DMs. The first message comes from Elijah. It says. Hello from the UK, longtime listener, first time spelunker. I'm such a fan of the pod and I think you are hilarious. You have brought so much joy and distraction these past couple months. I've literally listened to you so much that I catch myself lip syncing along to all the advertisements in the breaks. Anyways, I wanted to write in to open up We're a conversation. Not that predictable, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I wanted to write in to open up a conversation about the casting of queer characters in TV and film. I watched a British film called Tucked, which follows the stories of two drag queens, one of which is played by Jordan Stevens, boyfriend of That's So Upset and Jade Thurwall. Uh, the character so he plays suggests on a number of occasions in the movie that they're non-binary in the way that in the way they talk about not identifying male nor female. Something about the straight cis male playing a non-binary person just didn't sit right with me the same way I feel when trans characters are played by cis actors. There have been many conversations about whether gay characters should only be played by gay actors, which I don't fully agree with, but I do believe cast characters' gender identification should be reflected in the casting. I'm an actor myself, and my agent tried to put me up for a non-binary role, which I declined immediately and explained to her why. I've admittedly seen great performances by cis people as these characters, Jordan Stevens included, but shouldn't we now be in a place where we acknowledge the trans and non-binary people get erased from society as it is? We should at least give them the opportunity to tell their stories rather than casting the Scarlett Johansons of the industries. With you both being actors... What are your thoughts on this? Am I overthinking this a little? Either way, I think it's a very interesting conversation to have. Thanks for listening to my long-winded message. Below, I have unfortunately not including Drick Picks, uh, as I am not that kind of girl. But instead, you may find a photo of me and my best friend in matching zebra outfits. Sorry, it's not Leopard. For when we saw the Twisted Circus in London. Gia Gunn performance changed my life. Alaska was an excellent host, and we were called Faggots in the Street. Talk about a fucking amazing night. Also, congrats on the Biden win from across the pond. All the love, Elijah. Look at Elijah. Um, this well, outfits are very cute. I like these outfits. Also, his friend, that is not a zebra. Oh. Yeah, it's more like a camouflage. The, the, yeah. the dress is like a camo... Or or more like a Keith Herring almost. Drag Keith her, Herringbone. Moni. Drag her. Drag, drag her, that friend. Keith Herringbone. So wait, what do you think <laughs> about this? Well, I mean, I, I've been doing this for a while, and I'm like literally one of the the cis actors that played trans roles on TV for years. And when I, I remember I got my first big, big part and Ryan Murphy told me I got it because I was the best actor that came in the room. I do know that trans people auditioned for the part that I went in for now. I don't feel like I should be playing trans roles, but back then y'all, they were lucky. They cast me because some of the people that they were trying to cast that went in because Everybody thinks, oh, I have a wig. I could play this role. So I think they mm-hmm. were in better hands with at least someone who was closer to that than just some gay guy who puts on a wig for an audition because that happened all the time. Trans America probably wouldn't have been the movie it was if it didn't have Felicity Huffman in it, you know? it's Sometimes there were trade-offs for publicity or something wouldn't even get made if it didn't have that name. But should Matt Bomer be playing a transsexual in these days? No, he shouldn't. 
But, you know, a transsexual was paid to coach him, basically, and to be his coach for that movie. So, like, somebody's working somewhere. It may not be exactly what you want, but it's further than it was in the 2000s when I was doing it, you know? I feel like in terms of non-binary people, I mean, I I consider myself non-binary. And if someone is playing a non-binary role in a TV show and they don't identify as non-binary, I'm also not about to be a non-binary person and jump into the conversation and be like... um, I feel like there are times when sometimes I would not, as a non-binary person, jump into the conversation of transness and try to take up space when I believe there are people who need that conversation a lot more than I do. Because you are what you are and you are how you perceive. So whether I am non-binary, yeah, but the world sees me as a gay guy. And I acknowledge that. So I travel the world with a certain level of privilege. And I'm not trying to come into the trans discussion like, see us people who are on the trans spectrum, I feel like that conversation, in my opinion, should be more reserved for uh, people who are like visibly trans in the street who are uh, suffering at the hands of people who don't like that. So that's that's my opinion on that. That does not mean that other people are invalid in their experience of going forward and talking about those things. But I believe that this conversation, in my opinion, that space should be held up for people who are genuinely suffering a lot of um death, violence, um, job discrimination, which is usually black trans women who are visibly trans. T. Monet. Do you have a non-Bobberry yeah. opinion yeah. on that, Monet? <laughs> um, yeah, I, 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 I have flip-flopped on this like a lot of times, like, because I was, I was, uh, back in the day, I was a person who was like, well, if, if you only, if you only want gay people to play gay characters, that means then, that means that gay people can't play straight characters. And that means, and I was doing that same, those same mental gymnastics for trans stuff. And then, you know, a few years ago, I really, I, I, I wasn't, I don't know what I was listening to. I think it was Janet Bach. And I want to say she was doing an interview on Seth Meyers or something like that. And I listened to her speak and I was like, oh my God, how stupid am I? I'm like, trans folk are dismissed from the conversation so much. They just have so much less opportunity and access than a lot of us cis folk do. So I'm like, it makes sense when you have a trans role that it is inherently played by a trans person because they they just don't get as enough enough access and enough enough opportunity as as the rest as the rest of us do. So um with this non-binary thing, I do think the non-binary thing is a little different. And again, I do identify as non-binary, but similar to Bob, I people experience me um see me in the world as a gay black man. So that's what my experiences are on, on, on a daily. So I don't really know how it feels to be identified as non-binary and feel like you're not getting things because of that. So I don't, so I can't really speak to that. Right. I found something out the other day, which really um, fucked my brain up. You yeah, what Shangela happened? did it, not deserve it, to win All-Star Street. No, it really okay. fucked my brain up. So there was this definition, you're so shady. There was this definition that I saw that supports, this is so random, by the way, that supports the notion that Rachel Dolezal is black. Listen to this. Race refers to physical differences that groups and cultures consider socially significant, while ethnicity refers to shared cultures such as language, ancestry, practices, and beliefs. So basically what that says is if people think you're black, you're black. And if people think you're white, then you're white. So what that says is, basically, Rachel Dolezal is black, but she is not African-American. That fucked my brain up. Well, Bob and I, we kind of, we, we haven't done Wait, an what? episode of the podcast about it. I know it's, it's, it's kind of like playing on the lines of transracialism. This is a term that was introduced to me a few weeks ago. And I haven't really had time to sit with it. But the term transracialism It's a great Scrabble is, word. <laughs> yeah, lots of points. It's, something, yeah, it's coming into the ether and into the conversation because it's like Rachel Dolezal. She acknowledges her privilege as a white woman that she navigate that she navigates. She's the not world white, girl. Based on the definition of the word race, she's not white. That's what is fucking my brain up. Wait, I have a question well, about that. So I'm so I, I want to grasp what that was written. So are you saying if like, like just because you're from? Um, Africa, and you live there, and you take all their customs. But if you were originally like Dutch, are you 
are you considered what it's saying is being black and being african-american are not the same thing they're not i'm black people in the caribbean are black people in africa can be black but but i am the only one in that scenario who's african-american so there's being black there's being african-american there's being you know white and there's being you know whatever you are i'm just kidding no but there's like all these like different things so i saw this definition recently just kind of fucked my brain up and i was like wait what because yeah, I did not I realize the difference between race and ethnicity. I think it's a thing. I think it's a thing. I because going back to what you, said, like, you are what you are. You are, what you, <laughs> you are what you are. You are what you experience. And for all intents and purposes, Rachel Dolezal, she grew up grew up as a white woman, whatever you know, all that stuff. But then when she was in her teens, she was like, I don't identify with this. And she like went to HBCU and she went to all the studying and she and she like for all intents and purposes did all the things to educate herself about. Um, about blackness and 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 all of that stuff. So it's like it's this weird. I don't know. It's, it's it's a very strange discussion, and I don't know how to feel about it. It's very weird. Wow. <laughs> Alaska. Um, Alaska, would you like to share very pointed opinions about blackness on this podcast? <laughs> right. Like yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely. Um, wow. No, I mean, it's something I want to look more into because, I mean, because doesn't, doesn't that, (laughs) doesn't that by the same token mean like if you're trans, but you are passing as cis, does that mean that by that definite, wait, but wait, race isn't, you're, this is about the word race. this is about race. I have this thing that I say with, with Monet all the time. I say, you are what you are. And you are what you experience. So it, what my thing is, you don't have to be trans to have a trans experience in a moment. And I think that a lot right. of drag queens who have navigated the world with people who don't know what drag is, have in a particular moment in time, have had a trans experience yeah. within the confines of their life. And yeah. I think, so I think that that's why I say you are what you are in your experience. It's like my old, my old assistant, Louise, who is, who looks white. He just looks like a white person, but he is very Latinx. I mean, he grew up in Latinx. He speaks Spanish. His family, his, both of his parents are from Latinx countries and he's right. just a full on Latinx person, but he is having a lot of white experiences because he right. doesn't have an accent and he has blue eyes and he looks white. So therefore, right. you are what you are, and you are what you experience. This message says, "Hi, Alaska, Willem, Bob, and Monet. Wow, that he this person knew that you were you both were going to be here. That's amazing. Um, my name is my name is Zach, and I am a huge fan of the pod, and have been listening since the very beginning. I moved back from." back home from West Hollywood back in May and have been living with my parents and working remotely ever since. Extremely grateful to still have a job during these trying times. I plan on moving back to Los Angeles next March. And let's just say my page, my patience is extremely excited for it. Before leaving West Hollywood, I split up with my boyfriend right before quarantine started. A lot of my friends in WeHo were made through him, and I'm not too confident I'll still have some of those friendships when I get back. So now that I've provided this lengthy context, my question is, what do you recommend a a semi-shy single gay man do to meet new people in the City of Angels? Especially with quarantine, I see this being quite difficult. Attached is a dick pic for your enjoyment. And yes, I'm... I'm cut, but there's a chance the doctor did a half-assed job. Sincerely, Zacharina. <laughs> oh, he's cute. He's making bear face in that first picture, which is... That's a nice yeah. penis. Yeah, that's nice. Work. Not mad. Work married. <laughs> Bob, like he- you said work. Yes, that's the catchphrase from We're Here. Work. <laughs> <laughs> He's kind of like there half is, we, uncut. We have to talk cut. a little bit now because it's the whole thing of people making fun of me on We're Here because people will say these things work. to me. And then I'll say, I say People would be like, but, so, like, this is my traumatic story. I've been through this. I've been through this. This is my life. This person died. And you're like, work. Work. Layla's going to do your makeup. <laughs> no. No. Okay, Monet can attest to this. I say work in all situations of life. It, we can, me and Monet can be in an argument. We could be dead ass serious, and I'd yeah. be like, "Work, yeah. work, bitch." Yeah, but it's not like a dismissal of those people. But yeah, work. 
Um, <laughs> I can, should I go with some advice? I, a great way to meet people, and I think that people are forgetting about this because I, I don't think there's any shame in meet in personally. I'm also an open little, you know, hoe basket, but well, I don't right think there's any shame. Well, right now you can't meet personally. You know, I'm, I'm talking. Okay, can I? I don't, I'm gonna give him some X. Ex- he says when he gets back. So I'm assuming COVID's over because he's not in LA right now. If you were listening to the email, um, when he gets back after COVID's over, he's coming back to LA. And I think there's nothing. There's no shame in meeting people through, like, gay hookup culture. Yeah, I I was gonna say um, anybody that you sleep with that you don't want to sleep with again, but they seem fun or have clothes that you want to borrow, become their friends. Or join, like, a dodgeball team. I made a bunch of friends on dodgeball. I don't know any other names, but they're friendly um, when they see me. They're like, we play dodgeball. I'm like, oh, cool. Um, You've been dodging balls a lot. Girl, I don't dodge them. I'll dive in traffic. (laughs) I I haven't been able to fart in three days. I'm waiting for that to come back. I love this um, message though. He's yeah. like, "Hi, oh my god, Ugh, I'm newly single. I'm hot. I have a huge dick. How do I meet people? Ugh. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm moving to a giant metropolis. Ugh, what am I gonna do? <laughs> like, girl, you're gonna be fine. You're gonna be You'll fine. Be just fine. Yeah. Like he's yeah, going but- to his picture and his dick. He's going to thrive in LA, bitch. Right. He's going to have a hard time not having friends. <laughs> and if not, yeah, just your drag." And listen, if you oh. don't thrive in LA, I feel like at some point you will literally thrive inside of Willem. So just come here. Right. Come yeah. Like actually, he he wouldn't make it past the front door of my house. <laughs> Why? Not you my type. Be all right. This this oh. is um this is something I know I know we're like running out of time, but it, he kind of touched on it, and it's sort of like I don't know. Are people st- are get are gay people still hooking up even though it's fucking. Covidina, is it is that safe? Is it acceptable? Is it permissible? I mean, to each their um, own. I'm making my decisions for my body, though, and I've been I've been no new dick since like there's been one new dick, but I've known him for a while. But um, okay, got, well, okay, the one. Well, I mean, he's we've been <laughs> fucking around, but like it never went in me until then. But um, there's been no new dick of note for sure. Well, I'm about to say a controversial statement. COVID is, okay, COVID is not an STD. So whatever you can get from proximity, if, if you are hooking up with one person or two new people, but you're hanging out with 10 new people, the person hanging out with 10 right. new people is going to have a higher chance of catching and spreading COVID true. than someone hooking up with less people. So it's about proximity. It's not a, It's not an STD. It's not through semen. It's not through right. lesions. It's through proximity and breathing. Lesions. Well, Girl, actually, the state of New York. That on the, state FX. Of, <laughs> the, the state of New York. Literally, our the 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 CDC of New York. They were like, "Hey, you guys can hook up. We encourage everyone to get glory holes. If you guys can get oh. glory holes, we oh, yes. Literally, our state was like, put glory holes in your home. Put them in your hallways. Have fun. Glory holes are safe to have sex with your Wow. Yes. Really. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Do you have any Willem. vacancies in your building? Will <laughs> Willem, that's Wait, a Willem, crafter you said that guy project. wasn't your type. What what is your type? Now I'm so curious because it seems him. like you have an array. Yeah, I know what I um not him. He looks shy and if he can't figure out how to have friends and to get friends and he looks like that, mm. I don't want to fuck with him. Got it. Oh. Got it. I like very Got confident it. people. I like people Drag that her. like yeah, no, 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 no. He's not my type at all. Work. As Bob would say, work. Um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> never mind. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening <laughs> to Hot Goss this week. And thank you so much to Bob and Monet for being here for this Race Chaser sibling rivalry crossover event. Yeah. I love yes! you both. So much. I love you guys so much. For real, for real, for real. Do you have um, anything that you'd like to promote before you go? Um, no, I think I'm just promoting my love for Bob, and I just love, love, love looking at that full mustache and drag. It's just so impressive the way that he does it with his makeup. It's so fierce and so cute. Oh my gosh. Well, wow. I guess I will promote the fact that Monet's doing a play on the West End called Death Drop. I guess she's yeah. not going to promote it. 
You can see Monet wearing outfits probably nicer than this T-shirt she has on right now. Um, and maybe oh earrings that are what slightly bigger than her thumbnails. Uh, so thank you all so much. And oh. you can, of course, yeah. look out. Uh, season two of We're Here, We're Beef, will be filming very soon. Um, and you'll get to hear that lovely catchphrase all throughout the season. Mark. Maybe I'll say it at a funeral or something. Yeah. <laughs> anyone, have any, anyone have any words that I can say about the departed? I'll just stand up and go. Work. 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 <laughs> uh, Thank you guys. If anybody has any questions, uh, you can send them to us at racechaserpodcast at gmail.com. And we also have bonus video content available on patreon.com slash Willem. And our part two of Spelunking in Our Sisters Only Fans is up there right now. And you can search the hashtag racechaser and just watch the videos all a la carte. Alfresco. We're also trying to get Willem to 1 million subscribers on YouTube. So go hit that subscribe button at youtube.com slash Willem. And while you're at it, subscribe to Bob and Monet's channels as well. YouTube.com slash Bob the Drag Queen and YouTube.com slash Monet Exchange Official. Can I pitch a segment for y'all? I have a great idea for a segment. So it's like, it's called, uh, I have an idea for a segment. It's not bonus. It's called Bone Us. What happens is one guy fucks both of you, and then you just talk to him about it. Bonus. Okay. All right. I'm not. I'm not gonna do that, but um, it's a great idea. I mean, who's the guy? When are you available, Bob? It's it's it's, it's the guy from the it's the guy from the email. <laughs> oh, ooh. Uh, we're gonna have to wrap this up. Oh, who's no. he fucking first? I'll, can I go first so that, you know, the transmission level is a little less? Transmission? I don't want to catch them. <laughs> there's a little, there's a little civic rivalry up in the race chase. You know, honey. What you need it. to catch is a brush for that wig, bitch. <laughs> What's brush, brush your hair, I've bitch. Never, I've never heard brush that. Brush your um, hair. I've not, go brush your go brush your hair. Big Dipper is um, dying. Big Dipper is feverishly signaling to, that we wrap this up. Um, thank you so much for being here. Our podcast account is at Race Chaser Pod. The link on Instagram at Race Chaser Pod also has lots of resources and places to donate money in support of the Black Lives Matter movement. Wear a mask, wash your hands, stay safe and healthy, and we'll be back next week with more. Piping, steaming, <laughs> scalding, boiling. That's hot goss. Cue the porpoise. Hot Goss is a Forever Dog podcast. Produced by Big Dipper. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Mixed and mastered by Will Pitts. Our theme song is graciously provided by ATF Enterprises. This goss is hot. hot.